It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. LFC Day Trippers, brought to you by bookmakers.com. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the LFC Day Trippers. This is no transfer knowledge. The, the transfer show where we tell you what we think, but we haven't got a clue what's going on. So if we say, oh, I really think Liverpool should sign this player, it doesn't mean we know Liverpool are going to sign this player. That's how it works. Um, where do I want to start? Well, I want to start with our charity, um, Breast Cancer Research. Uh, we are looking to raise €20,000 for 12 women running the Dublin Marathon later on this year and um, we currently sit at 17,000 plus um, but we are looking to get to 20,000 so the link is in the description um, if you want to donate if you can't donate copy the link send it to your friends your family your colleagues print it mm. out stick it in the canteen and walk stick it on bus stops toilets toilets and pubs is a really good idea actually I thought about that today because um, people put loads of stuff on the walls of toilets so if you have a sharpie with you and you have a great memory write down the link on some toilet wall um, with me tonight is Dom from the Road End Pod, Liverpool fan, and then um, an Arsenal fan um, who I'm dying to talk to um, about Arsenal's summer business. Later on, we'll be joined by Jamie, who's a sports fan, and we go through some sports stuff. But we'll also do some Everton, some Chelsea, some United, and whoever at Newcastle, whoever else comes up in the chat as we go along. Stick your comments in there, and I'll read out as many as I possibly can. Dom, how are you? I'm good. Nice yeah. to be back. Yeah. Long time, no see. Yeah, how's things? Good. I'm um I'm trying to plan my next point with you in Liverpool, which will be mid August. Um and we'll definitely we, we like having a point, don't we? Yeah. Oh, we never meet without drinking. <laughs> no. No. I think that's never. the that's the first rule for everything now, isn't it? Mm, yeah. It's not like it'd, it'd be really good to see it. it's like what pub are we meeting you in? Um, which is usually so that's how me and Dom work. Um Dom, I'm gonna get to Liverpool in a little bit. Then um, you're a regular, well, a fair regular on a Friday night with the lads, Chris and Kevin, the gang, um, Luke. Um, but how are you? Because Arsenal, um, exciting summer so far. More excitement to come, I think. Um, how are you? All things being Yeah, said. all good. Uh, yeah, birthday months. I can't complain. I've got a lot going on. Not really been working, but it's always good to be on this channel. Yeah, uh, good to be on with you for the first time, but always, always happy to come back on. And um, yeah, like you say, so far... It's looking good. A few things taking a while to get over the line, which I'm sure we'll we'll get into. But 
you know, so far we can't complain. We're, we're showing ambition. So uh, I'm enjoying the break from football, but I'm also glad to be to be on talking about things transfers. Um, I'm enjoying not watching football, to be honest. And, you know, the cricket and stuff has been keeping us occupied and Wimbledon and stuff like that. But it's always nice to come on and not have to uh, worry about a result or such and just talk about the things, you know, off the field. Dylan O'Rourke says, keep the Arsenal fan, Arsenal fan and the sports fans away from each other is the best approach for sure. I think it'll be all right. Yeah, they're not in our level anymore. Oh, anyway, <laughs> <so. laughs> uh, yeah, I love that. I love the way North, like North London swings, swings like a massive pendulum. Um, the, the, the pendulum in Liverpool is just stuck on the red side and has been for decades. But um, Ashley L says, Gav, do you have enough cushions on that, on that couch? Um, <laughs> more than enough for me. Um, There'll probably more be added, actually. Uh, keep an eye out, because on them walls behind me, there's more stuff going up on them as this room behind me gets developed at a very, very slow pace. But thanks for your concerns. I'll pass it to my wife. Um, then I'm going to start with you. Arsenal, um, really good season last year. Um, pushed Man City a fair distance, in fairness. You know, they were, Arsenal were top-notch for the, the, the vast majority of the season. Ran over a little bit of steam for me. Um, and that was mainly down to personnel, um, not enough bodies, maybe 13, maybe 14 players, a bit like Liverpool, I thought in 2013-14, where we did a sensational first 11, and then after that, you're kind of going, mm, we have to put him in where City can, you know, change three or four for three games on the bounce, and they're absolutely fine. Um, going into this summer, people were wondering what Arsenal would do, and um, Arsenal have done quite well. Um, Kai Havertz is in. Um I believe a deal is agreed with Declan Rice, but nothing's being confirmed yet. Um, Saliba signed a new deal. Um, Saka signed a new deal. So there's loads going on. I'm sure they've signed another player as well. I just can't remember. Um, but so far in the summer, like it's been really good for Arsenal. Really, really good. Yeah, um, yeah, we're showing the right ambition and we haven't shown it for for quite some time, in all honesty. The sort of money we're spending already speaks you know, great large volumes uh, Kai Havertz, I'll be honest, I wasn't expecting him to be the first signing out of out of all the players that we're going to sign this summer, uh, considering the depth that we had in that position already. I, I think in terms of attacking midfielder, which I'd like to think he is, you know, we've got Odegaard there. We've got Smith Rowe, who's coming back through the ranks for England under 21s. You know, he's just won a, a trophy, so he's definitely going to be putting his name out there next season. And Fabio Vieira, who hasn't looked great. Um, but yeah, we've got names there and and I think, for me, it's one of them, like I said two seasons ago, and I've probably said on this channel before, as long as we tick the other boxes, I'm all for it. Um, big money spent, so, you know, it's going to it's gonna leave weight on his shoulders. It always does. We saw what happened with Nicolas Pepe. That didn't work out, but but we'll we'll, um, we'll see about Kai Havertz. I, I think under Chelsea, you know, it just, uh, it wasn't there for him. There was lots of things going wrong with, at Chelsea, and it, it, was, it was a tough nut to crack for anyone. Uh, to try and hit form or even or even shine within that team because it was just going wrong all over all over the place. But I'm I, I'm excited by what we're doing. Um, I still think there's a bit more to do, even with uh, the signing of Rice and and Jury and Timber. I think even with them, there's still a few areas where I'd look and think. Now that we're in that Champions League conversation, we're going to need the depth. We struggled last year. And it wasn't particularly in the areas where we've signed players at the moment. Rice is a good addition to the uh, to the midfield, but we've lost Jacker, so it's kind of like one step forward, two step, uh, one step back, two steps forward. Um, and if there was to be an injury to Rice or Party, we're kind of back to square one. You know, you're, you're sort of looking at it and you think, right, who slots in there? Um, I just hope it's the start of what means to go on, and it's not the end. Really excited by it, and I can't wait to see the Declan Rice deal just get done. Um, it's kind of getting a bit jarring now, back and forth. You know, like all this, the, the media ruined things. We all know that. You know, uh, Stevie Wonder could probably walk in and, and tell you that media are ruined things these days. You know, it's it's there for everyone to see, um, but it's been talked about for weeks, and it looks like it is wrapped up. Now, I'm pretty sure the medical has probably been done, and it's just a case of of the real nitty gritty getting getting done at the end of the line in terms of the first payment or whatever i don't know um yeah. but yeah great great signing so far um i think maybe one or two more maybe an extra midfielder would be good um the player from southampton would have really been a good idea in my opinion uh there's been two players 
particularly that went to Saudi Arabia that I sort of looked at and thought, oh, you know, maybe we could have just gone for that. But money, money talks, you know, yeah. it, it, um, it, it's, it, it's, they're one of many that have gone out and, and sort of smelt what but Saudi have been offering and decided to jump at the opportunity. But you look at players like Neves and, and Milankovic, Savic, we could have done with one of them easily in, term, in terms of next next season when, when we really need depth in the squad. But yeah, exciting. And like you say, what we what we really lacked last season was depth and, and we're adding to it. So just hopefully it's not the end. I think, um, you know, I think they tried to add some depth them some depth, you know. They bring in Trossard, who ended up a really good signing. I think he, he proved to be a really good signing. Um, they bring in the the, the Polish lad. Um, his name is Kate. He's Polish, isn't he? The, the uh, Jacob Kawaya, yeah, yeah. And <coughs> there was talk he's centre back and he can play a bit in defence midfield. I think the, to- the the Timber one is interesting because Tommy Yasu just missed an awful lot of last season. I think he's really really mm. good, but when they're probably worried a bit over that 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 might develop into him being injury prone, you know, the sort of way. But that frees up Ben uh, White to go into centre half. So that covers it there. Um Royce is a fantastic signing. Um I don't mm. he's not worth that money, but that's the way the market is. Um so yeah. there's no real argument over that. Um he's a better player than Jacket. Um yeah. he give you less problems than Jacket, you know, um and I think Kai Harvitz is a fantastic signing for them. Because I'll let Dom in on this in a minute, but my thinking on this is, from an Arsenal point of view, is, right, Arsenal were scintillating at times last season. Martinelli, Jesus, and, and Ketia done a good job. Um, Saka, Odegaard, them four were really, really good, right? I think, and Arsenal, I'm not saying they played on the break, but they tried to play an open style of football where they, they, they tried to make it the pitch as big as possible and make it an open game because they backed themselves. I think what Havertz, what you're going to find is, I think you're going to see Arsenal do what City have done, Liverpool have done, is they go into this box midfield and you end up with Odegaard and Havertz with Saka one side, Martinelli do that and Jesus and that makes a five. But it makes two lads in those inside left and right positions hard to pick up and it just makes... I think Arsenal are going to go the way Liverpool went a couple of years ago where we're going to pen you in. And when you try to get out, it's going, we're going to make it impossible for you. We're going to have two centre-halves that are going to mop up everything. We're going to have full... Ba- Timber is a great man on the cover, and you have a fullback that's just gone like Trent did, and Robertson d- d- did as well. But I think it's a they're, they're really really good signing for Arsenal. Maybe you might see one or two exits. I'm not too sure. But Dom, you know they've they've got back into the Champions League. They had a good run up until probably seven eight games out. Um, they had a good run, but City are just City. You know what I mean? There's, like Arsenal probably learnt last season. Well, Liverpool have known for three or four seasons. You know, it's just so fucking difficult when you're playing against cheats, right? So when you're doing that, it's so hard. If you slip once, they'll just kill you because they just rotate and rotate until they just find that rhythm and that they're gone. But it's it's a really good summer for Arsenal. And people have said, like, oh, look at them spending. Liverpool should be doing this. But Liverpool were on. Like, before the start of last season, you wouldn't have put Arsenal anywhere near Liverpool's level, Right? Liverpool have spent loads of money. Arsenal have as well, probably not as good. But Arsenal needed to do this. Getting to the Champions League, they needed to invest. A, to keep at where they're at and stay in the top four and make sure they're in the Champions League because I don't think the top four is a given for probably 19, 18 of the clubs next season. No, I, I agree with you on the um, on the Havertz situation. Now that, that's the one that's confusing me, that buy. I just don't feel like Arsenal needed to spend 60 plus million on a player of like him, if you get what I mean. Um, mm. I don't really know the position, his best position yet. I've seen him obviously for the likes of Germany and previously before before Chelsea. And I thought, you know, he's a, he's a good player. And if I remember right, Liverpool were trying to get that for 80 million at the time, which was mental. And Twitter FC lost the lost the marbles when he went to Chelsea instead. So I, I'm a bit, I'm unsure on that one, I'll be honest. And I think Arsenal fans will probably be 50-50 thinking, did we really need to invest in that position? Um, the Timber one, I think it's a brilliant sign, and I would have took him at Liverpool. I'll be honest, for cover at the right centre half and the right back position, I think he's a quality player. He's just another. It, it, the problem he's got is his height. We've got that problem already with a right centre back in terms of our cover, like Gomez. Ball goes over his head quite a lot. I've noticed that. Um, the it's definitely an upgrade. I mean, listen, you anyone who says that they'd rather have Jacket over Rice is an absolute lunatic to begin with, but. Um, I feel what Dan's saying in terms of 
if they lose a midfielder, they're going to be back to square one. I kind of feel like it would have been a good piece of business to try and keep Xhaka for the squad for maybe 12 months, but obviously that's not the situation. So, yeah, I, you know, I, I personally still think Arsenal need that man down the middle. Um, I don't think Jesus is the man for 20-plus goals. I do like him as a player. I just don't think he's that, that you know, he's guaranteed to get you these this many goals that they need. Um, Zach, um You've got Saka, you've got Martinelli there, you've got options. It's it's probably exciting times to be an Arsenal fan. I'm a bit gutted to be honest, but it's <laughs> it's um, fair play to them spending the money and putting the um, putting the money where the mouth is because you know Arteta's making some shrewd business up to now. Yeah, mm. it's it's like when you look at Arsenal and you know they were after Moises Soisado and it was seventy to eighty million in January. Them and Chelsea were about looking. And then they seem to change tact completely and go to Declan Rice. Now, you know, maybe Xhaka gave the indication that they're going, they wanted someone in that mould. And I think Rice is in more of a mould of Xhaka than Saicedo is. I think Saicedo's, I think he's a brilliant, brilliant footballer. And I think whoever gets him yeah. does really, really well. Uh, but but the thing about Jesus is, uh, I just see similarities with Liverpool. And what I mean by that is I think Jesus becomes Firmino. I think Jesus does all that dirty work pressing. He's very he's he's very intelligent footballer, Jesus. He's not going he's not going to Man City and winning titles and going to Arsenal for that money if he's not and playing for Brazil. But I think Havertz probably becomes their backup striker, if you get me, because he used Trossard down the middle quite a bit at the back end of the last season where they went with that system. I think you'll end up seeing Trossard being the backup man left and right. And Havertz, if he's not playing in that box midfield that he'll probably go to, he'll probably end up going up front. Um, you know, if you're, if they're playing a game of football and Jesus isn't happening, or they're winning and they need something to go right, Jesus comes off, Havertz moves through the middle and you bring in a Jorginho and you put him into midfield with whoever's there. They definitely more depth. You know, people are saying, um, well, Royce, Royce is in, Jack out. They might, uh, they might need one more. In midfield, they may need one more midfield. I kind of feel as though Havertz will drop in there, to be honest. And it'll be a Rice, Havertz, and Erdegaard, which Could is, yeah. you know, I, yeah. I think that's what a lot of people are expecting. So, go sort of the four to where you have the two, four, three, three, it'll be the sort of four, one, two, three. So, you've got your yeah. two playing in the 10, you've got your Rice playing in the six or eight, whatever you want to call him. Um, and then you've got your Martinelli, Saka, and Jesus just further forward. So I'm not saying play with two attacking midfielders, but they'll be playing more just behind, so not far off the ten rolls. But I'd well, imagine that's a... what people are. Exp- I, I can't <coughs> imagine Havertz is coming in to play on the bench. No, no, um, not at that money, um, not yeah. at that, that reported wage. But you see, what the way the, the Timber one interests me because I think you end up with Zinchenko ending up playing inside for an awful lot of the game. Um, besides, say, a Royce, and I think you see Havertz and Odegaard ahead of them, and Timber, um, um, and the other centre, what's the other centre half's name? Um, Gabriel. Gabriel, yeah. Saliba, yeah. And Saliba. I think them, them three will end up being your back four to be three of them, you know, the sort of way. And But I think Arsenal will go from making this an open pitch to being, you know, dominant. In, in the areas of where they want to play the game and that'll be in your half and if you want to get out it's good. they're going to make it as hard as they can to get out because look at them Saka, Havertz, Odegaard, Martinelli, Jesus they all press they all press the ball and if they all press the ball and you can't get out these three at the back are well able pace-wise you know to, to cover win tackles and get you going again and that's where I, I mean if, if it's gonna if it's gonna work it's gonna work well isn't it like you say with the names uh, yeah. But I think you touched on it earlier where we relied on certain specific players last season and, and Martinelli is one of them. You know, I think he had a phenomenal season last year and it came out of nowhere because he's always been under the radar because you look at your, you look at your Saka and you look at your Odegaard and Martinelli's just there and people didn't put him in certain brackets or conversation. But he was, I thought he was phenomenal and a lot of people would disagree, but I thought he had a better season than Saka last year. But because Saka is known as that world-class player, it, it, he'll always be, you know, the higher man. But Martinelli, it's going to be a big task to get him to to sort of pull those sort of numbers again next year. I think we're going to have tougher competition. So, yeah, we're going to need all guns blazing. And if Havertz can contribute to that and bring in numbers where people like Martinelli don't necessarily do so, then I'm all for it. 
Uh, we're going to need that. We're going to need more in an attacking perspective. Definitely, that I don't agree. That I like. I'm completely back in because we can't just rely on them three. They're young and they're going to be in Champions League football. They're not used to uh, a lot more games, midweek games, playing you know different different types on the weekday, traveling on Monday nights for some time. <coughs> it's all it's all going to be new. So I agree with the fact that have, someone like Habits needed to be brought in. Uh, it was just perhaps the bottom of my priorities and the same said for Timber as well um, mm. because we did a similar thing a couple of seasons ago where we, uh, speaking of Tomiyasu actually, we brought in Tomiyasu, uh, we spent money there, we brought in Ramsdale for 30 million and people were questioning, and okay, we're spending money on a goalkeeper, we're bringing in defence, that's all well and good. Where's our midfield? And we were left with uh, Mohamed Elneny playing for majority of our season because Thomas Party was injured. So, you know... That won't happen now, luckily, because we've brought in Declan Rice and I'm pretty sure Arteta knows what he's doing. And I think this deal has been on the cards for ages. He's been on the phone to Declan Rice, clearly selling him a project uh, because there's no way the deal gets agreed and he sits there straight away and says, Arsenal want to be, you know, that that's where I'm going to. This has been in the pipeline for months, for sure. Mm. And I'm sure the agent has just been waiting to make that call and say, look, what we offer him, this is the deal. Um, but yeah, it's it's just a case of, keeping players fit once again uh, and hopefully if the it needs to mould because we're going to go from a completely different kind of formation and that is, that's going to be exciting but nerve-wracking for the first few games as well because teams are going to look at that with Declan Rice on his own in the in the 6-8 and he's going to have a bit of a different job to what he was used to at West Ham in my opinion because mm. the likes of Suchek or whoever next to him will not be there. Yeah, well, the, uh, my, that's my only concern over Declan Rice is that he ends up um, in the base of a tree because I don't think it suits him. I think he, I think he, I think he's brilliant at what he does with somebody beside him. I've watched him a couple of times, England in particular. At what was the last thing he played was it a World Cup, um, and he was he went to the base of a of a tree and he just looked all over the place. Yeah, for and, the simple and, and reason, the reason he was so good is because Phillips had a phenomenal time with him yeah as but, well. but that, that's what i'm saying with someone beside yeah. him i think he, he likes a certain part of the pitch that he goes that's mine and i'll do it defensively i'll do it in the middle of the park i'll even go forward in that position but i ha- i know somebody's there whereas when he went to the six for england not so much that he had a bad game i just think he doesn't know the angles when he's playing yeah. as a six you know you see really good sixes and they like they know where to be when the left back has a center back right back no matter who has it they know where to be Royce just looked the yard off. But look, he's very young. He's a really good player. He can, I'm the chance there, he learn. You know, sort of, he's not going to stop learning uh, whatever he is, 24 years of age, wherever he is. Um, we're joined by Jamie, um, Spores fan. Hiya, Jamie. You're very, very welcome. Um, we've kept Spores for a little bit. Um, okay. We're going to move on to Liverpool if that's okay. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Uh, Dom, I'm going to start with you. Um, well, not a great season last season from Liverpool. Um, it just didn't happen. Didn't happen. Um, you know, it's been talked to death, but they're trying to do something about it during this summer. Um, they've spent £95 million on um, Dominic Sabazloy and Alexis McAllister. 
from RB Leipzig and Brighton. Two midfielders, two eights as you would call them. Um, are you happy with what's been done so far? And what would you like to see in the next, I don't know, six, is it six weeks? Mm. I'd say so far I'm happy, yeah, but I'm also a little bit sceptical on if there's going to be any more because I remember Klopp saying towards the end and at the end of the season that he wants to get the business done before the preseason starts, which officially started Saturday into today, uh, into yesterday, sorry. So, yeah, I'm sceptical on what else he'll bring in. Lavia's name seems to be doing the rounds so much and it just feels like it's a matter of time before a fee's agreed. Personally, I've asked the question quite a few times with this one. Do we need another one? A lot of people say yeah, a lot of people say no. In my opinion, I'd rather see a bit of cover at the back, the money be invested there. That's just my opinion. Um, I just don't think at the back we're equipped enough for another challenge. Um, Van Dijk, obviously, his form was questionable. He can only get better, hopefully, with the midfield improving. Um, Kanate, the injuries are there. He's still relatively young. We can't rely on him for a full season. So I'd like to get someone in because I feel as though once them two have picked up an injury or a ban or something, then the drop-off is massive in the likes of Gomez, the likes of Matip. Obviously, Nat Phillips, he'll probably be out the door. So, yeah, I'm I'm happy. Don't get me wrong. We've, you know, everyone's been screaming and kicking and screaming to buy these players. We've signed a, a World Cup winner and we signed one of the hottest young players in Europe. So, yeah, I'm happy. But I'd like to see some investment into the defence personally because, like I said, the drop-off is huge. They should do both. Simple. You know... <clears throat> The argument over do you need a need a, another midfielder or not? I think is a bit a bit of a mad one. You absolutely need another one. Sure. You know, I think when you look at Liverpool's midfield last season, forget like forget Ox and 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 Milner and Kate. Forget them. Right, they're gone. Mm-hmm. Right, and people saying you need to bring in three because three have left. That that is actually true, because what you have to look at is those three players didn't play last season. Right. For the majority, Milner's 37, you're only going to get so much out of them. Those three didn't play last season. And what did play weren't good enough, right? Now, I know you've brought in two really good ones, right? But if you lose one of those or, you know, they they don't, you know, hit the ground absolutely running, you're back to midfielders that you were using last season that we all said weren't good enough, you know? And I'm not saying they're not good enough individually, you know, they can all come on and play in games. They can start games. They can play 30, play 60, play on a Saturday, but you won't see them during the week. They can all do that. But if Liverpool end up, you know, Liverpool have to hope that these two, and there's a good chance that these two hit the ground absolutely running, and it will mm. benefit everyone around them in the midfield, whether that's Thiago, Henderson, Fabinho, the younger lads in Elliot, Jones, you know, Bojcetic, whoever it might be, right? But a third one has to come in because, yeah. like, Dom... If those two hit the ground running, as I've said, they're brilliant. If they don't, me and you are sitting here in three months' time going, we're watching the same midfield we watched last season. Well, I added, um, I added, so young Bobby Clark, who's in the under-21s, I've mm-hmm. been quite in touch with his dad, Lee, obviously he used to play for Newcastle. Yeah. Um, and he was saying in the last game of the under twenty one season that Klopp has promised that he's going to develop the midfielders. So I'm kind of thinking... If he doesn't get Lavia and they don't budge on the price, he will just do what he does with everything, dig his heels into the ground, and it'll be like, no, we'll wait until it's until it's time. Mm. Because uh, whilst I agree, don't get me wrong, I'd love to see a Lavia type come in because I feel like the midfield, once you get past them two, if Fabinho's not on his form, mate, you walk yeah, but, but, like but, but the argument is, right, is that if Liverpool, say, don't sign another midfielder, we got the next summer, and we're saying Fabinho, Henderson, Thiago. They're the three names that are going to pop up. One's out of contract. Mm-hmm. One's 34, maybe? Mm-hmm. 33 in Henderson. Henderson's and Fabinho, Fabinho's shown a little bit of form at the back end of last season. Before that, appalling. Right? Oh, yeah. So yeah. You're, 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 we're, we're, we're doing the same dance next summer. You know what I mean? Yeah. So why don't, you, why don't you do something now? Like This is my argument. Do it now, okay? And you're forward planning for next summer. And you're in a well, much stronger position next summer that it comes just around. Just out of curiosity, mm. when you're saying this, I, whilst I agree with what you're saying, like I've said, if we bring one in, fantastic. If we don't, it will be another one coming in in probably January, the end of mm-hmm. the season anyway. What do you think on the Thiago situation? Because Oh, let him run me, out the contract. For me, I can't see us 
bringing someone else in until someone goes out the door. Maybe and so, but that's that's you see that's that's us going on history. Well, what what Liverpool do? You know, we've a habit of letting people go on freeze. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of sending them a year early, so we, we have this habit of that. you know, and and that's happened six seven players in the last probably three seasons, right? Just let them run out of the contract. Just let them run it out. All right. I'm not. I'm. And, I'm the opposite to you. That's not for me, that. But why? Because how many players have we had sitting on hundred and odd grand a week? Yeah, I know. Running down their contract. I understand that. But, but listen, but, you never move on. If but, you don't but you see, move these but you see, if you make on. if you make another signing, the, him running out the contract and losing them next summer, it's a the, the blow is softened by the fact that you've got a guy in a year already. And you, you have a much bigger understanding of where you stand. Well, look, me and you could go on all night. Um, Jamie, I'll bring you in um, on yep. Liverpool. You know, not the best last season. A lot of people feel that by signing these midfielders mm. and improving the midfield, I think it's going to help yes. the midfielders that are there already. And the, especially defensively, because I think Liverpool's biggest problem was mm. not not so much d- defending. It was like how open we were and how, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we we're just... Easy to get at, and I think if you improve midfield, you just make. Yeah. If Liverpool are hard to get at, Liverpool are going to cause trouble again next season. Where do you want them and the signings they've made, and, and where do you go? Yeah, more? I mean, I, I'm totally with you there in terms of getting a third one in. I think you've done some really good business so far in terms of Shawasly and and McAllister. I think that those are two excellent signings. I think those are two guys who you could certainly have in the middle. I think they go straight into that Liverpool team. I think Shawasly is is someone who I think is able to get forward. He's going to create lots of chances. McAllister obviously can do a bit of both. Um, I think that he is a very good sign-in as well. So you've got two good midfielders there. Um, I think the concern for Liverpool maybe would be, you know, is Fabinho. Obviously, he had a difficult season last year. I think he is a fantastic player. Um, obviously, had a difficult season last year. So I think you're right. I still think maybe one more is needed for Liverpool. I, I really like Lavia. I think that he could do a really good job there. I think that would be a great sign-in for Liverpool. And I think someone said in the comments as well, about him being homegrown, obviously under 21 as well. So that would be really good for kind of European quotas and everything. Um, yeah, it was just a player that really impressed me. I mean, in particular, I remember watching him against, um, it was Arsenal when they drew 3 all and should have won that game. Looked really good there. So uh, I, I think that that's the one area that I certainly would, if you know, I was a Liverpool fan, I'd be wanting to address getting some sort of holding midfielder. Um, and then just, I, I think you're right as well. I think, it, Dom, you mentioned it about cover for the defence as well. I think that's that's another area that, that needs addressing. So um, those are definitely the two areas, but yeah, 100% agree. Um, defensive midfielder is needed, but uh, do you know what? I've, I've been impressed so far by what Liverpool have done. I think you've got two excellent signings there in McAllister and uh, Schubberstar. I think it's going to really improve you. So, but uh, yeah, you're right. A bit more to go though for Liverpool, I think. But yeah, but it's only early as well. So it's, you know, it's still, <laughs> yeah, the six, the six weeks to go in the window. Season. But Liverpool yeah. Liverpool fans walk off the fact that we play a league game in four weeks. You know, the sort of way. And it's, it's like we should have them all in. And Klopp has said yeah. he likes to get business done early, which he has. But some things can take six, seven, eight weeks into a window before okay. he can get it done. And uh, by the way, Dom, I agree with you on the centre back stuff. I think the Levi Carwell link is, I feel, is an opportunistic one. Where it'd be ideal. Well, he would be ideal, but I think Liverpool will probably looked and went, who can we get for 25 million, 30 million, and can do a job left hand side if needed? And this has popped up and they went, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna barrel in on this and and see what what happens. It be it would be ideal. I can't see it happening personally. No. Um, I think if he doesn't go to Chelsea, I think he ends up at Brighton. I think Brighton use him as a not as a make weight in a deal, but. Uh, you know, carrot and stick for Moises Saicedo. That's where I think that might go, but he would be ideal. Um, 33 days to Saskatoon until our first game. Then, where are you on Liverpool? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty much echoing a lot of thoughts here, but I think, yeah, touching on the defence, I actually, like, to, to be fair, two of my best friends are actually Liverpool fans, and I've spoke a lot to them this season about how you went in and you bought Diaz, you bought Jota, you bought Nunes, you sort of went and tried to get the, the front three figured out. You lost a huge player in Firmino, and I'm, I'm gutted to see him leave the Premier League if I'm putting my Arsenal hat off because I think he's phenomenal. Horrible against us as an Arsenal fan. I hated playing against him. Um, I think you could bet your arm and your leg for him to score against us every time we had you. But Zobosley, I think he's a great fit for that sort of replacement if anyone's going to do it. Uh, because I think um, Jamie was mentioning how he can create chances, get forward, and he can sort of help out the midfield as well. You're going to need that next season 
with I mean I've I've read so many different rumors God knows what's going to happen with the likes of Thiago and Henderson but yeah even just mentioning those names it's just red flags you know they can't really tick the boxes for you anymore and it's going to be a tough season I think this will be one of the toughest Premier League seasons we've had in years I think top four title race everything's going to be up for it because You've got Chelsea that are going to come back up. Yourselves that are going to finally be in that conversation again. Um, Brighton will still be up there, I honestly believe, if they make the right decisions. Um, I think there's a lot to do for Liverpool. I think now that you've got your front three sorted, you've got to sort that midfield because Zobersley and McAllister, I think for me, it's just a little bit too attacking. Um, And you might be in a position where we could have been, if we didn't sign Rice, where... That midfield gets exposed if you're on the count. You'll just have players absolutely laughing when they break on the counter because your defence is looking weak. You know, Van Dijk really lost his way. He's not, and you're not going to have seasons like you've had with Matty Pinconate, and they're not going to come every year. Um, I hope, like, obviously, you boys will hope that it does happen this season if you don't bring someone in. Um, but Trent's been developed as sort of a midfielder now as well. People might look at that. So huge concern at the back. If if I was Klopp, I would be really focusing on it. Um, and Van Dijk's old as well, so you're going to need to think about it sooner or later. Um, but yeah, I would I would personally think you should, like I say, take my Arsenal hat off at the moment. I think you need to get another defender in first before, or at least if you're going to get rid of Henderson and Thiago, etc., then fine, sign someone. But if you're keeping them just as depth and the experience and leadership or whatever, then at least get someone you can rely on at the back because that's your bread and butter. There's there's no point having a crack in midfield and spending 100 on your midfield if if your defence are just going to concede every corner or set piece. It's, um, it's crucial. Yeah, but I yeah, think... so far so good. McAllister's <coughs> been the sign the sign end of the season. Um, yeah, I, I 44 think, million, I think. Yeah, I is, think yeah. it's the most outrageous bid I've seen in a long time, to be honest. When I saw the fee... I thought, you know, you're seeing Enzo walk in £80 million or £100 million or whatever it was at Chelsea. No one had ever heard of him. And then McAllister, a name on everyone's lips, is just walking into Liverpool for that brilliant yeah. business. It's, um, you know, it's it, it's definitely one where I hope that the midfield, you know, develop, the developing midfield helps the defence. And I think it will. But I'm, I'm, with, I'm with all of you when, when, when you talk about a defensive point in the midfield. I want to see Bojcetic play an awful lot of football next season. I think the lad is special. Um, but I don't want to hang me hat on him. And that's where we that's where we, we have him running before he can walk sort of thing. So I think yeah. if you do bring someone in, like a Lavia or whoever it might be, if you bring someone in, you're forward planning for next summer. You're getting ahead of the game next summer. But you're also giving lads that have real potential to feel free to to express themselves and when they come on they can play without worrying that it's all on my shoulders and it was a bit like that last season um, let's move to sports um, Jamie I don't know where <laughs> yes. to start right? I can't I wait know. I can't wait to talk about this <laughs> <laughs> but Jamie look um, Ange Postioglu was that am I saying that right I don't know just Ange right um, he's come yeah. in the door um, really good record up at Celtic really really well liked um, really good coach his style of football is really good yeah. I think it might actually suit sports the style of football it's really it's good football but it's hard work hard yeah. hard work when you watch them play right um, you have him coming in you have all the stuff around Harry Kane and mm. um, they've signed the guy on a free <coughs> from Shakhtar the next day haven't they Solomon yeah Manuel Solomon yeah. yeah so where do they sit at the moment because as much as the Harry Kane stuff is going on, I don't know where that lies. is. I'm just hearing Bayern and 60, 70 million, yeah. 80 million. Where do you feel sports squad sits at the minute? And um, what do you think will happen yeah. with Harry yeah. Kane? So, for, yeah, so first on Harry Kane, um, how I see the situation playing out, I think that he'll stay one more year, um, only almost certainly against his will. Um, I, I think if he had the opportunity to leave, he would take it. But I don't, I think Spurs are going to end up ask him too much money for him. I don't think Bayern have that sort of money. We're looking at probably a hundred million pounds. So I think he'll stay another year. Um, and then it will either be, he'll commit to a new contract because Spurs have done really well and, and there's something really promising going on. We've actually won something. I think that's unlikely at the moment. 
um, or he leaves on a free transfer and obviously gets all the benefits that come from that. A big signing on fee, kind of the pick of the clubs that he wants to go to as well. So I think that that's the, how the situation will play out. And, and there's obviously a lot of talk about Bayern Munich coming in for him. I don't think that will actually materialise. It would certainly surprise me if he did leave this summer. So that, that's the situation with Kane. Um, do you know what? Um, on Ange Postacoglu, um, there's a lot of optimism around him, to be honest. I mean, look, we've, we've, we've known, we've obviously tried the Contes, the Jose Mourinho's. That's not really what Spurs about. It's, and that's just not really worked for us. And um, I, I think kind of going back to a manager who has obviously had to work to kind of get here. He doesn't feel like he's, he's bigger than the club. I think that's a big thing. Um, obviously, I, I think it really helps as well. He's just done his first press conference. Everyone was really impressed by the way he spoke. Um, you know, obviously difficult to knock, knock the guys that are coming into this country and having to speak a foreign language. But a lot of the, you know, Mourinho's and Contes, it's been very difficult to listen to them. And, you know, they've kind of at times spoken, you know, almost in riddles, really. And um, Postacoglu has come in even on his first day. Just the way he talks is really refreshing. He's really honest and open. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting to kind of see how he gets on with, with Harry Kane returning um, on Wednesday. Um, and I think that they're going to have that chat and that, that'll be interesting to see how that gets on. But yeah, just just everything. He's really impressed so far. I think a lot of Spurs fans really on side with him now. You look at his footballing philosophy as well. Much more suited to what Spurs fans want. Um, obviously, we've got this motto of to dare is to do. We want to play attacking football. The last couple of years have been very difficult to watch. Um, so, yes, I think there's optimism for, for next season with the new manager. Um, but we do also need, we've got a lot of work still to do. I think we've done some good work so far. What have you done, ins and outs? Yeah, so, I mean, the, the, I'll, I'll speak about the outs in a minute. It's been a bit concerning. But um, in the in, incomings, I've been quite impressed with uh, Vicario has come in from um, uh, Italian club Empoli. Um, I, I don't know a lot about him, but from what I'm, I've heard from a lot of Italian, you know, people that uh, support Italian clubs and everything, he was linked with a lot of the top Italian clubs to kind of replace their keepers. I think Andre Nan is obviously going to Manchester United. He was being linked with a move to Inter Milan, uh, Vicario. Will this guy come in as number one? Yes. Yes. So it's going to be interesting. So he is, he's going to be the number one choice. So it's going to be really interesting to, to kind of see how he does get on. I mean, I said, I, I don't know enough about him to, to really comment. From what I've heard, he is obviously, he seems like a really good keeper. Um, did really well in Serie A last season. and has done for the last couple of years. Much better with his feet as well than, than Hugo Lloris. Hugo Lloris has been a... Fantastic shot stopper and obviously a brilliant servant for us, but you just can't play out from the back. So that's that's a big help. So Guillermo Vicario's come in, got him for a good field. I, I prefer David Rea, but club went with Vicario. Um, James Madison, I, I, for me, I, I, I don't know what you guys think about this. I th fantastic signer. I'm really, really excited for this one. I'm most excited I've been for a signing for a very long time at Spurs. I think he's going to be perfect for um, Postacoglu's system. So that's a great signing as well. Manuel Solomon. Um, I mean, it, look, it's a, it's a free transfer. I think he did okay in his time at um, Fulham. He's only going to come in as kind of like a squad option. I'm not going to go overboard with him in terms of how what what I think he's in terms of how I think he's going to do. I, th I think it's I think it's a perfectly okay signing. I said it's a free transfer. He's 23. Did okay at Fulham last year. We'll, we'll see kind of how it goes. On it's a very low risk one. Um, what we need to do is sign central defenders. And, um, you know, this is very much the same boat about Liverpool fans and, and demanding signings now and talking about how close it is to the season. Spurs fans are doing exactly Harry the same Maguire. with centre-backs. Really? I'm just throwing oh, it out there. If Spurs, if Spurs want to go absolutely <laughs> mental for next season and be box please, office just signing Harry Maguire. Please make my, make my day. <laughs> <laughs> Harry so who's who's left who's left the club? Uh yeah, well this is the problem. We've not really had many outgoings. The one big one we've had so far was Harry Winks going to Leicester. We've somehow fleeced them for ten million pounds for him. I do not know how we've managed Wasn't to do that. Wasn't he in the Sampdoria team last season? Yeah. Well, they got relegated. Yeah. But he managed to took them down as well. So he did I think he did okay, but he did okay at Leicester. Not it's a good player in there. I just think he's um, he's he's been really hampered by injuries, and I think that that he's never really had like a run in the team. Obviously, he had a good year in one of the Champions League years. We beat Real Madrid, um, who were the reigning champions at the time, and he had a really good game. But I think he picked up an in, a big injury a couple of uh, like a month or so later, and was never really the same player. Um, 
But yeah, there's just not been many outgoings and that's been a big concern because we know obviously the way Spurs are run, always trying to operate with almost like running, breaking even or trying to make a, a profit. So to bring in new players, Spurs are going to have to move some on and uh, we've really struggled with that so far. Um, I think Ryan Sestian was another one we were looking to move on. We've had a bit unfortunate with him because um, he's just picked up another injury. So he's another one who's going to be staying um, obviously, Laurie's yet to go as well. He's already kind of come out and said that he felt like it was the end for him, but he's not gone yet either. So, yep. we've got <laughs> Amazon Sanchez. It's the end, but I'm just hanging around here, lads. Just don't mind me. Like. So, we've, you're right. So, we've got so many players just kind of hanging around at the moment. So, um, yes, we need to kind of get a bit of a move on now with, with, with outgoings because, um, yeah, that, that's starting to be a little bit of a concern for me because we're not really doing too much in, in, in that department. <clears throat> Yeah, then just on 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 sports, and try to talk without laughing, will you? Um, <laughs> but this Harry Kane stuff—it just feels like a bit of a rerun of not last summer, the summer before when he's linked with Man City, and it's like City were willing to pay a hundred million. Sports were saying no way. He's doing interviews with Gary Neville because Gary Neville just does them sort of things, um, and now it just feels a bit like a rerun where they go no. He's a year left now. Give us 100 million and he's not going anywhere. Are they cutting off the nose to spite their face a little bit here? Because if it's a new manager. I know he wants Harry Kane to stay. Look, he's a brilliant forward. He's got me on the goals he scored. It's phenomenal. And he probably will, if he stays a sports for a year or two, or another Premier League team, he'll, he'll break the Premier League scoring record that's held by Alan Shearer. Mm. But do Spurs need to look bigger picture here? If they're trying to work within a budget and they're getting 80 million quid for a 30-year-old, he'll probably go to Bayern. Won't affect them in any way. Not like he's playing for United or or Chelsea or City. How do Spurs balance this? You know, you hear these players coming in like, right, they bring in a goalkeeper, which they badly need because Lloris for me is a walking disaster and has been for an awful long time. Like, yes. you know what I mean? He's a World Cup winner, but he's an absolute walking disaster. They bring in him. They bring in a, in a free transfer. Fine. Madison's a good sign of 40 million, I think. But he'll have to work hard. The, this fella this fella wants hard-working footballers mm. while playing playing well but are they are they hamstringing themselves just for the sake of it here for on 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 a pride sort of principle here this episode is brought to you by shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage no matter what stage you're in shopify's there to help you grow Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Um, I mean, for me, it's a tough one because, look, I'll take, I'll take my Arsenal hat off for a couple of minutes while I can and try and talk, talk a bit as if I'm just a football fan. And, um, but I think Tottenham need to be very, very careful. Uh, because, like you said, last season I kind of understood that whole that whole thing because you don't want Harry Kane uh, to, to go and you know be playing against you all, all season, uh, and he went and did phenomenal things again for him this season. So you know, well, last season, shall we say, um, you know, considering the position they they ended up in, unbelievable the amount of numbers he was getting, and I think if he he sits in the team of the season for me without doubt, and, and I'd be shocked if anyone could disagree considering, but. If you look at a player with not long left on their contract, and I agree the things he's done are amazing, and people keep having this conversation about Shearer's record, he's flown high, but eventually the wings will burn. You're asking a big, big thing for him to stay in the Premier League for another two years, and I'm pretty sure it's around 50 goals he's got to reach. So you're asking for him to do that again for the next two years, and that realistically is going to mean Tottenham shining bright. And I don't mean to be rude to... I'm just going to call him Ange. I'm not going to try and um, pronounce the sun. Um, but someone said it to me the other week when I was on my own channel. And it was quite... It did make me laugh, but he did have a point. Um, and I kind of get what Jamie's saying with it would be nice to have someone different and not someone that just comes and says things you expect them to say. Like with mm. Mourinho, you, you kind of understand what pitch he's going to bring with it. Mm. They've all, all these superstar managers. What's an angry Australian going to do in the dressing room? What's he going to change with these players? And there's so much to do. I feel like he's starting behind the eight ball and he's never going to get out because there is there is the goalkeeper situation, which they've kind of come from. And, you know, Hugo Lloris, someone said to me last year, oh, Forster's come in, in to, 
to you know to fight for that number one and i laughed at him i seriously was just like you're having a joke he's the french captain he's number one he's not going anywhere and then now look he's he's on his way out and they're trying to get rid of him and they've got the whole defense and i feel like the conversation we just had with liverpool and arsenal you know maybe addressing the wrong problems first and they're having the wrong priorities i find it a bit baffling i get that he likes Premier League uh, attacking football, but sort out the defence first, maybe, or at least make sure that's done and then sign players like Madison. Yeah, but but right, I, I get where you're coming from. Like They've had all these world-class managers and all, but they ha- you're saying sports need to be careful. I think sports have made a good appointment because Jose Mourinho and Antonio Conte have no interest. That in was mainly on the Harry, Harry Kane thing, by the way. Yeah, I, I, I get that, but, the, but that actually okay. that might actually strengthen the argument for Harry Maguire or Harry Maguire, sorry, Harry Kane <laughs> to leave, right? Because Spurs needed to be careful with their appointment. If the if they appoint another Mourinho or Conte type, they're just going down the route of this fella just thinks he's God's gift. Okay, he's yeah. he what he says goes. I'm gonna get these players in, you're gonna do what I say, and they have no interest, even if they're mm. successful. Three years down the line, they're gone, forget about it, they're gone. This guy is different. I said it when I, I think I spoke to Jamie before, and I said to Jamie, yeah. When you're getting your next manager, I, I was all over the guy at Brentford because yeah. he's not the biggest profile, but you bring him in, he has a definite idea what he wants to do, he knows he can work within a budget. He they can attack, they can defend, they can go long, they can do whatever. He's a really good scope of what he does at Brentford for me. And this is why I think if Spurs are going to commit to a rebuild, which I think they have in this management appointment, they might have to commit to a rebuild by going, listen, Kane is one of our all-time greats. Son even is one of our all-time greats if you want to go down that road. We need to, we need, not two of them, but we need, we probably need one to go if we're walking in a budget. We're all tied together. Like, Dom, where are you on it? Because, it seems a bit basket case of sports, but they're not, for me, far off making one or two major decisions that puts them on the right road with this manager. Yeah, I kind of feel like Kane's in a tricky situation himself because it only feels like Bayern Munich are the, the ones who can actually get him. Because Man United, I think, personally, as much as I can't stand the club, if I'm Man United, the first player I'm looking at in the summer is Harry Kane. They haven't done it, so there's a reason behind that. Um, Bayern Munich, I just don't feel like he goes there. Just... It doesn't really make sense. Okay, he can win a trophy, but for me, Kane feels like he wants this Premier League all-time top scorer more than anything. And you can't really argue with that because, you know, it'd be top of the list. But I don't think he gets it at Tottenham because I think it'll take a year or two to do this actual rebuild. But if I'm <clears throat> Poster Coglu, I'm saying to Levy, listen, we need this decision doing in the next few days. He needs to either be gone or he needs to sign a new contract because I can't work out what the hell I'm going to do until that decision's made. Um, we know Spurs operate on a budget. It's quite similar to us to an extent, but I feel like until he's out the door, that rebuild can't happen. So, But again, them goals, what he provides, are just so important. It's such a diff- difficult situation because 80 million, it doesn't get you much nowadays. And you've got to no. be bang on it when you replace that player. Harry Kane, 30 goals a season, is probably there's, in and there, possible there's to no, There's no point... There's no point. There's no point signing James Madison and then getting rid of Kane either because you're going to need someone in front of him. Madison's not going to bring in 15, 16, 17 no. goals. He needs, a, he needs a poacher and he needs the finisher that Kane is. Yeah. You know, you saw what he did with when, when Madison had his best days. He had Tillemans next to him and he had Vardy in front of him. Yeah. When he goes to Tottenham, he's going to have neither of those things. But, so. but does, it all, does, it, does it all depend on what Harry Kane's aspirations are? Like does Harry like does Harry Kane genuinely believe Spurs under this manager in the next two three seasons are going to challenge for a title or win a cup or whatever it might be? Maybe they will. You never know. He could he could hit the ground running. Like maybe he will, but it yeah. might be just down to the fact that Harry Kane has said, "No, do you know what? I haven't won trophies, but I'm going to be Spurs all time record goal scorer. That is that's enough for me. I don't know, but what a trophy. But 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 the thing is right. But the thing is, like, and the funny thing is, like, when you talk about strikers, you never kind of go, oh, he won all that. They don't. They just go with the amount of goals he scored. That's what they read out. Uh, the first thing you read out about go- goal scorers is, like, like when Ian Rush, 346 goals, I think, for Liverpool in his career. No one ever reads out where Ian Rush won, won for Liverpool. No one. Mm. They just say he's the record goal scorer. No, but he did, though, didn't he? But he did. I, I get that. And maybe there's so much made of not winning trophies that that will hang on Harry Kane. But I agree with 
I agree with you when you with them when you say uh, and uh, sorry with all these when you say it probably needs to be sorted quickly because and it's probably Harry Kane that needs to sort it by saying listen I want to go I'm not yeah. signing another deal I will go for free next year at 31 you can either take the 80 and I'm going or he turned around and said listen I want a four year deal I want this amount of money if you think I'm worth it you pay it now and I'll stay with you but yeah. that decision I think has to be made it's, it's going to be very interesting at Spurs I think um Mm. But like you said, decisions will have to be made quick because he's a new manager. He's got to have ideas. He's not. He's not. I don't think he's the type of box now. Goes oh, all these players are great. You know, I, mean? I think he'll work with the majority of them, but I think he'll still want a few more in. And with Spurs trying to balance books and whatever else, that's the way they work. I completely get that. Decisions yeah. will have to be made quick. Um, <clears throat> we've five minutes left, so let's touch on another few clubs, right? Uh, Dom, <laughs> um, go on. Give me two minutes on Everton. <laughs> You need to know it. Can I laugh for two minutes? Do what you want. <laughs> no, that I, I, you know, for the last two years I've been thinking this is it. This is the moment. They're gone. But from what I'm seeing, from let's take the Liverpool hat off. Let's take everything else off. They look. Pardon me, French. Fucked. Ah, oh, you can say what you like on this channel. Um, I'm, I'm oh. looking at it from from just a, just a football fan's perspective. The squad <clears> that I've seen. Their squad list that they've travelled out to wherever they've gone for these preseason friendlies is is borderline championship at best. Um, there's maybe a couple of players that'd probably get into a bottom half Premier League side. That's how bad it's going. Um, Ashley Young, listen, I'm not going to argue with that signing because I think where they are, they've got no choice. They need numbers. The left backs that Michalenko is absolutely dog shit. So they need to bring someone in to replace him. Ashley Young, at 38 years of age. Replacing he's not 48. He is. He's not. He fucking is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, Maybe. so Ashley was not 38. If you, if you think about it, when was he playing for England? And he was about a good 24 yeah. or 25 then. So yeah. The thing is with him, listen, he's a solid player and he will he'll give them 110%. He will. He will do good. He, he's a leader in the dressing room. He's He's been there, hasn't he? He's, he hasn't really done much. But he's going to Everton to... In a sinking ship, in my opinion. Chris Black um, says the link to Veghorst, and I've also seen links to, and this can't be right. Shane Long. Shane Long at 36. He's linked as well on a free. And yeah, so, of course, the question you asked is, where do I see Everton? Down in the championship next season. But the, but the funny thing is, like they, they don't take on Connor Cody at four and a half million. And you can argue over Cody's season last season. I think if you put him in a back four, he's all over the shop. He has to play in he a is. back three, right? That's why Wolves sold him. Right. Well, so him. he's gone there, right? They've sold, they've signed, or sold Ellis, what's his name? Sims. Sims. Um, yeah. For eight million to Coventry, who genuinely was that backup striker last season. Hmm. Was that backup striker. They've sold him for eight million. So our championship club circling everything going, listen, we can get players for football uh-huh. here. Like our <laughs> championship club bullying everything. If Coventry is signing players from Everton, they're quite serious about their push for next season and it could be Everton swapping places with these clubs. That's how bad it is right now. Like, I speak to Everton fans pretty much every day in work and you ask them a question about the club and they genuinely don't want to talk about it. They have no idea that, where they stand. They've got no idea where the board and their investment is up to. They don't know if the ground's going to actually get finished. They're in an absolute mess and it's probably the worst state of a Premier League team I've seen in a long time. But Tom, um, just just before I bring the other two lads in, right? <laughs> if there was no movement at all, you kind of go, they're waiting on a sale here before they come in. And, but they're actively selling young players for 8 million quid, right? There's another one as well, isn't there? Uh, Cannon. <coughs> I think he was at Preston. Is he, he was an Everton Loney as well. Um, and I don't know what's going on with him, but they're actively selling these young and bringing in 38-year-old actually young, linked yeah, to 36-year-old Shane Long. So... It doesn't feel like there's anything on the horizon where the financial situation changes. Is no, it a case of is it a case of this possible punishment that's coming from the Premier League with regards to financials? Yeah. Is it a case of we're going to get done here, and when we get done, we know we're going to fucking be a fifteen point deduction or a massive fine, whatever it might be. We need to cut our cloth accordingly early here before this even comes down the line. Is that where we are? I feel like that's the situation and I think the Everton fans as well as the board know that I think that's why the investment hasn't come in as quick as it should have. Um, if you if you want to be honest about this situation, they're selling young players because the team that they've physically got now, there's no money in it. 
there's only Pickford and Onana that you could probably make some money from. And Calvert Leon, maybe, but he's never fit. No, I, I doubt even that. I, I don't think you'd even get anyone sniffing around him at the minute because he's just wriggled with injuries. So very just, close to move to Arsenal two years ago. Very close to move to Arsenal. And look two at years them ago. now. They've both yeah. gone opposite ways. Calvert Lewin's played a couple of games a season. Absolutely yeah. tore. The January before last, I think it was it was more like I think he was done to Arsenal, and then an injury came. Um, Jamie Everton. Yeah, do you know what Dom said it earlier there? Um, we've always kind of thought they looked like they were going down. I think this year will, will be the year they go down. Um, it reminds me very much of um, I think it was Leicester last season where really didn't look like they were bringing in many players. It was kind of their financial situ- situation didn't really allow them to bring in new players. They were unable to refresh the squad. And it seems like a very similar case here with Everton. And obviously, the worst happened to Leicester. They ended up going down. But they just needed a real refresh in that team. And, and even the manager as well. I just think that you needed to be a bit more ambitious and kind of, you know, Everton, Everton are as a club almost on the same level as Spurs. They should be on that level. Um, and, and they should be once more more ambitious than having a manager like Sean Dyche and the squad they do. But they they just seem to be unable to do that financially at the moment. And as I said, very much reminds me of the situation at Leicester. And then if you compare the two squads at the moment, two kind of stale squads, there was quality in that Leicester team. They at least had that James Madison, obviously other players in, in the defence as well, midfield, Tielemans. There was some quality in that team. With this Everton team, there isn't that quality either. So they've got a team that's completely stale, no quality either. I think they've got a manager in place who obviously is good for, for keeping teams in the division. But I think he's really going to struggle this year with with uh, with Everton. I think that there's not really anything to hold on to. Maybe Calvert-Lewin and, and can he stay fit? That might potentially be somewhere where they've got some goals there. But I just don't either. You can't really rely on him at the moment. So... Yeah, I, I think they're in really, really big trouble, and I think this will be the season that they do eventually go down. Yeah, it's it's a weird one because Yeri Mina has left the club as well, hasn't he? He would have been on big wedge as well, um, and then you have um, Andros Townsend left. Now he was injured for the last year, but Andros Townsend was a start for them when he was fit. You look at Seamus Coleman, a thirty-six, I think, signed another one-year deal. This smells of for me. They know something's coming down the track here, and yeah. they know some. They know. And even they're not even maybe they're not even because I'm seeing them linked with twenty and thirty million pound players. I'm like, hold on, now it's, now it's Shane Long and fucking Mark Vickers, <laughs> and and actually Young's thirty eight is blowing my mind to be perfectly honest. But <laughs> it, it it just stinks to me that they know something's coming, and they can't approach anyone. They're bringing in players and they're basically the players. Listen, we might be in trouble here, but you get you back in the Premier League, Shane Long, keep you in the Premier League, Ashley Young, you know and. We'll wait and see because I, I don't think this will come down the tracks before the season starts with regards to the financial fair play. But if it even feels like the, the like the just no money to be invested there. Like instead of moving on from this near relegation and investing, they're actually in a position where we've survived, but we actually have nothing left in the tank here. We're gonna have to regress again and hope for the best. Um then I'm gonna give you the last word on tonight. Um talk to me about Chelsea. Ooh, um, oh, that really spanned me. Uh, I mean, what is that to say? 600 million spent, not really the season they expected last year. And now here comes Saudi Arabia saving their bacon. Um, look, I investors don't know investors in Chelsea investors, Football Club saving yeah, their bacon. I, I find like we're here talking about financial fair play. And just for the record with Everton, they sold Richarlison for 65 mil and Anthony Gordon for 40 mil. I don't know where that money went. So I'll tell you where it went. Doing... <laughs> they lost 276 million over three years before they signed those players. You're only allowed to lose 105 million over three years. Um, their percentage of wages to income was something like 89%. Um, Uzmanov, Uzmanov had his assets frozen, who was, I think, the man actually putting the money into Everton. Um, so it's all come. And then, you know, if you read up on it, this is about four years coming for Everton financially. I'm not talking about relegation, but financially, that's where it's coming, yeah. But go on, uh, Chelsea, um, what do you expect them to do? This season, well, look, like, like we're saying, I mean, I'm not going to get into that politics conversation now, but it's, it's very dodgy what's going on with Saudi Arabia and certain clubs at the moment. The fact that they have money invested in teams and they're, and they're sort of buying players back off them. But yeah, they've got rid of a lot of the 
the mistakes, should we say, I'll just put it out there, mistakes they made last year. Uh, I think they've got to definitely address the Lukaku situation. Uh, I, I actually found it quite I mad that he's still him, on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I actually find it quite mad that he's still on their books, to be honest. Um, they got rid of Werner and Lukaku's still there, so they need to. They can't have as many attackers as what they've got. They've got Madaruki, Sterling, Lukaku, Nicholas Jackson. How does that all fit in? Um, they've got far too much going on, and the midfield. We, you know, I feel like we're just sort of going back and forth and having the same conversation. But the midfield's not all exactly intact now. Um, they, they lost Jorginho to us. They've lost Kante. They brought in Enzo. That's great. Um, but you know, Loftus Cheek was playing a few games from last season. He's gone now. Who who are they realistically? Who can they count on to be that guy that's definitely going to tick all the boxes? Because at the moment, I don't think there's anyone in there that they can say is set in stone. And you need that. Uh, thank God that they've still got Thiago Silva in the back because he's probably you know the best thing out of a bad bunch in my opinion. Um, Emmett says Costa's... Emmett says twenty five minute Inter is the talk for Lukaku. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, they're they're losing what forty five mil for what they paid for him, but they'll take Hell it. Again. Yeah, I mean, they'll they'll take they'll take it. They need to get rid of him, mm-hmm. but yeah, they've got a lot of problems. Uh, the leadership of um, Aspilaketa, that's going to be a huge miss in the dressing room. So we'll see. I think they'll be up there because Pochettino's not an not an idiot. Um, I, I honestly think that's a great signing for them. If I'm going to take my Arsenal hat off again, I think if anyone's going to put them back in a position where at least they need to be. It'll be him. I don't think he'll win them trophies, but he'll maybe know what to do with the... I'm surprised, actually, talking of Harry Kane, I'm surprised that that hasn't been in conversation um, mm-hmm. because they were very close. They had a... Con- and I remember when Poch went to PSG, there was a lot of talk of, you know, something similar happening. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think I think they'll be okay. I think Chelsea are definitely one of the teams that I think battle with, with the likes of um, potentially Liverpool and us next season or Man United whoever you know uh, chalk and cheese at the moment but they'll I I think they'll do good things but it's all thanks to to that uh, money that Saudi has spent getting rid of some of the um, oh yeah and they need a keeper Uh, I I was quite shocked by the Mendy move um, because you know last season I wasn't uh, well I I get that Kepa really done well um, Mm. but there was a time where Mendy was you know, a winner of God knows how many trophies. And yeah, but God, but, God, but God knows how many players they've gone to and gone, listen, Saudi Arabia are mm-hmm. over there and they're willing to move any of them on. Anybody. Yeah. If they could move them on, get a fee, Saudi take them and, and it's all good. But um, <coughs> Chelsea's another mad one. Um, we didn't even get to Newcastle. We didn't even get to United. So um, Declan says, and I'm sure a lot of people will echo this and I will, um, he says he really enjoyed listening to you as lads tonight. Um, hasn't mentioned me, but listen, that's the way it goes. <laughs> um, most of them don't like me, um, but he really enjoyed listening to Dom, Dan, uh, and Jamie. So we'll try to get them on next week. Um, we might do this again next week, but listen, they could have massive, excessive wage demands, and um, we don't bail to nobody here. Um, six cans of your favourite lager is about as far as we will stretch to, and you'll have to come and collect them as well. We don't. Deliver. I'm off to Saudi. I don't know what you're on about. Oh, well, listen, come here. Well, listen, I'll, give you, I'll, I'll send you six cans anyway. Um <laughs> We will I'll look. I promise I'll try to get the lads back on next week. We'll have a round two on this and we talk another few clubs and maybe a couple of transfers will have gone through by then. So, thanks to them, thanks to Dom, thanks to Jamie, um, thanks to everybody in the chat. Um, hit the like button on your way out, subscribe if you haven't already, put the, put the bell icon on so when we go live, you know about it. Um, so you don't have to ask that question every day of the week. Is there a show tonight? Genuinely, when we set it up, you will know about it. Um, and I keep saying this because there's a few people that just never, never stop asking me. Um, that's about it. Um, I've really enjoyed that, I have to say, that hour or so. And um, yeah, I'll try to get them back next week, I promise. Talk to you in a bit. Over and out. Podcast Network.